Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessvampire.com. I am so excited to introduce you guys today to one of my new friends, Anastasia Gentry. She is a wedding photographer in Cincinnati. However, more recently, she has become a mother of almost two boys, um, second one on the way. And she is an outrageously talented designer who is now teaching women how to create their own Etsy shop through design. And I am so excited for you guys to meet her. Thank you so much for being here, Anastasia. Of course. I'm so excited to be here and to connect with you guys. Yay. All right. So Anastasia, I want to start out hearing about your one, like you have such a creative soul and spirit, and I love seeing it come together with your design and your photography, but I want to hear about what life looked like for you before you started this entrepreneurial journey. Right. So um, I guess it's kind of a long story, but maybe not so long. Um, I went to school for graphic design, obviously nothing digital. It was all packaging design. And when I got out of school, it was, you know, that whole idea of, okay, get your first job and do the nine to five grind and all of that stuff. And I fortunately got to work at a couple really cool startups in Cincinnati, which taught me a ton. And then I moved to my soul sucking job that was like totally corporate. It was like at an insurance company. Um, And so horrendous that I started listening. It's funny. I actually started listening to Dave Ramsey because I was like, well, I want to, you know, work the corporate job and pay off my debt. And how am I going to do that? Because my nine to five won't support that. So that's when I started wedding photography. Um, And I taught myself how to do all of that um, and started that business. And I've been doing that, gosh, for the past six years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, and then Ramsey geeks too. So I, I understand (laughs) the snowball. I mean, I was like, so all about it. And I mean, that's why I started a side hustle, you know, a creative side hustle, which I mean, more power Dave Ramsey for him inspiring people to like start stuff like that. That's so good. Um, And then, yeah, so I was doing that for a while. um, And then I uh, became a single mom. So I was supporting myself and my son um, doing the wedding photography. And then- um, Which is so hard to do. Like, I don't think people realize how, unless you are a wedding photographer, how much energy before the wedding, I, I call it my wedding day hangover, the day after the wedding. And with kids, like- you don't get to have a wedding day hangover and rest the next day. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know about like you, but I am such an introverted extrovert or yep, however I am. You know, because I, the wedding hangover is so real. It's like you turn on this other person at a wedding and then you drive home and it's like, I literally don't even listen to music. I'm just like, uh, like in zombie mode. 
my 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 husband says I turn into Jekyll and Hyde. Like we can be arguing in the car and we show up at a wedding and I'm like, hello everyone. And then right. yeah, it's like that salesman voice. <laughs> yeah, you like you have to perform. Um you've read Get Rich Lucky Bitch, right? Yes. Okay, it. so whenever she talked about all these, like how Britney Spears orders what, like a hundred um, Big Macs from McDonald's that have to be waiting in her room with no bun, and then I forget who it was, but an- another performer requires a brand new toilet seat in every hotel she goes into, and she's like, <laughs> "If you are being expected to perform at your highest level, give them the cheeseburgers, give them the toilet oh, seat." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, what do all?" is like a wagon to pull my crap in like yeah we deserve to drink water on a wedding day i have to perform and bathroom breaks i mean it's like our standards aren't that high but like (laughs) there's still standards there but no yeah i mean it's it's been so fun um but now with another one on the way i mean i'm like oh my gosh i can't take up my weekends i just want to focus more on being a mom um but yeah so at the beginning of 20 oh my gosh just I'm like what even year is it right now (laughs) it's 2022 so at the beginning of 2021 um I decided to um get on Etsy and I had uh done Etsy shops in the past where you know you might try like a t-shirt shop and then it's like eh, well I don't know how to do this um so I actually started selling digital templates on Etsy and um I started out funnily enough creating Christmas cards um like Canva template Christmas cards that was my foot in the door to Etsy. And um, gosh, I was selling them so cheap. And I was making sales, though. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, can I really make sales by selling these digital templates and not having to interact with like humans ever? Like, how great is that? And so slowly, I like got down the rabbit hole of digital templates and um, taught myself how to create website templates and uh, started putting those on Etsy as well. And that just absolutely exploded. So that's kind of turned into my new thing that I do now. Um, And then (laughs) I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's actually developed into a coaching business that I have. So Etsy has just been honestly transformational in the last year. And I I can't preach about it enough. Okay. So I want to hear more about Etsy. So first you're, you started um, designing website templates and you were gearing towards photographers, right? Towards wedding photographers primarily. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I have experience in the industry. So um, especially being a, f- a photographer myself, knowing what we need on our website to convert, what looks good, what's trending. Um, I catered to wedding photographers and planners. So your website is gorgeous. I love stalking your your website. It's it's beautiful. It's so luxury. Um, so I want to hear more more about Etsy because Etsy, I feel like, I think some people are in the camp of thinking it's run its course, and then there's people who are in the camp of nothing I create and do is ever going to be good enough to compete on Etsy. And then I think there's also people who recognize that Etsy's just getting started. Like that is where the magic is going to be happening. Can you touch more on, on like your experience with Etsy and what you're seeing with the people you coach? Absolutely. So I was honestly in the same boat. I was so scared to get on Etsy because I mean, honestly, when you get on there, you see there's hundreds of people selling the same product. If you type anything, they're all really talented. They're all so good. They're all so good. <laughs> um, and it's so intimidating to join a platform like that when you're like, I have no following, no background. Like, yeah. I don't even really know how to design the things. What am I doing here? 
Um, so I felt exactly the same way, but I got on there anyways and, you know, just started using all of the different things involved in the Etsy platform to try and get my designs out there and in front of more eyes. And the, the biggest mistake that I have that I see from tons of people that I'm coaching is that they think it's oversaturated. Yep. And I hear this all the time, like even in coaching and on TikTok and everywhere on social media, they're like, it's so oversaturated. There's no point in telling people how to do this. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard. So, okay, there's a lot of people out there selling the same thing, but no one is selling it like you are. No one's doing it like you are. And honestly, it's just like, you could create anything anything and sell anything. There's always a market for what you personally are selling. So that's the biggest hurdle I want people to get over is the fear of starting for thinking that it's oversaturated and you're not going to make any sales. Oh my gosh. That was so beautifully worded for a number of reasons. First, you can literally buy anything. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that right before we signed on to this call, I was looking up temporary tattoos on Etsy. Like, and they're there for adults. I was like, I can get a temporary tattoo and not have to commit. Um, And then you've been in kind of three industries now, wedding photography, um, graphic design, and Etsy, where I feel like you're constantly hearing people say, well, it's it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. And you hit the you you hit the nail on the head, and I teach this in my courses as well. That it's been done before, yes, absolutely. Unless you're like an inventor and you're inventing these brand new things, it's been done before, but it's never been done by you, right? And finding that awesome sauce is what what makes your your product or your service just skyrocket into amazing places. Absolutely. And especially, you know, with social media nowadays, when if you're creating a static product like a template, you can promote that on social and then people will actually see you as a person on social, which for mm-hmm. me was huge because when they see the person behind the products, that is something completely unique that you have. Right. And if you can get that no like and trust factor just by being your authentic self on social media or whatever platform you have to put that on, I mean, that's going to get you more sales than almost anything else. Okay. So what's your awesome sauce? Cause you are at a point in your life and career where you're like, I know what I'm bringing to the table. Nobody needs to tell me. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I have to just base this off of what other people have told me. And I know this sounds so cliche, but authenticity, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Taylor, just from yep. us talking <laughs> as friends, I am so like blunt and so just an open book I don't try and I don't know, hide, hide the knowledge or hide the secrets to anything. And I really honestly do feel like there is room for every single person at the table. And that comes across in how I'm educating people on how to do passive income in Etsy. And uh, you can really apply that to absolutely any industry, whether you're a service-based provider, or even if you're doing something like selling templates and then just promoting it, you know, yourself on social media, if you are genuinely authentic and genuinely wanting to help your clients and customers grow their business or solve a problem, that's going to come across. And that's totally invaluable. I I love it. And I literally just said to you the other day through tears and like crying and just wallowing in self-pity that I can see why you're such a great coach because we've only known each other for a couple of months now. And like, 
I was at a low point and you were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Put your big girl pants on and we're moving forward. And you gave me like step-by-step things to do. And like, you're not my coach. You're just somebody who genuinely cares. And I say you're not my coach because like, I'm not paying you to like be there for me. Um, and you were like, here's, here's what you're going to do next. And then after that, you're going to focus on this and we're going to get through this. And I was like, okay. So I super, like, I, I, I can attest to how much you care and, <laughs> and do authentically show up for your people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm definitely a fixer. I know we talk about Enneagram all the time, um, but I am a two wing three, sometimes wavering on six. And so I'm definitely like the person who if there is a problem, it is it's like strap on the backpack and let's go, you know, just knock it out. So (laughs) I love it. And you are so you're so transparent on your social media about your story. And I, I have no shadow of a doubt that that is what makes your your community connect with you because you are so real about what struggles you've been through and what has led to your success. So like what what are some of the challenges that you have personally overcome but that your audience is relating to on such an intimate level? Like your businesses Every single one, not just like one and then the other ones are just for fun. Like every single business that you have is thriving Anastasia. And I, I know it's because of how you show up. So can you, can you touch on that? Absolutely. So yeah, like I said, I just try to put it all out there. Maybe I'm an oversharer. Um, but so I have been through, I mean, kind of the ringer. <laughs> A little Mm -hmm. bit the last couple years, Um, you know, I went through a pretty tough divorce um, and a whole custody thing and then becoming a single mom and then, you know, starting these businesses up and then on top of that, going through another relationship, becoming a second single mom um, (laughs) with one currently on the way. I mean, it's just been such a whirlwind. But when I share that kind of stuff, I mean, It's you would think that your own story that you're wanting to share is so unique. But when you start putting it out there, it's there's hundreds of thousands of other people who are experiencing the same thing. And, you know, you always want to think you're unique and special when it's good stuff. And then when the bad stuff comes along, you're just like, I hope I'm not unique and special. And, you know, when I share my story like that, women just literally, there was such an outcry on social media. Like I relate to this so hardcore, like I'm a single mom or a working mom or, you know, not making enough at my job and trying to stay home with my kids and, you know, yada, 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 all this stuff that I was feeling too. So when you have such an authentic story and you're willing to share it, there are people out there that will connect with you on such an intimate level. I don't know. It's just been mind blowing for me. It's amazing. And on on the other side of the coin, you you hope that your story is unique, but at the same time, you're terrified to share those parts of you. Like that's the stuff that you want to hide and be like, gosh, I hope nobody knows the truth. And then as soon as the truth is out there, you realize, yeah, how how much of a community you actually have just by being just by being true to yourself. I love that. Yeah, it was, it's been great. And like, that was a big reason for me being scared to get on social media. Cause I'm like, what if people, you know, are judgy or, you know, they don't relate to this. And it was such the opposite. I've had such a good experience and I'm so grateful that I got on there and just, just started sharing. Cause people do connect with that. 
They do. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I remember chatting with um, one of our friends, actually, Leslie, and I was talking about this podcast and how how um, intimidating and vulnerable it is to have a podcast. And she was like, people are going to judge you no matter what. Give them something to talk about, at least. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to be judged whether you show up or not. And part of my coaching style, and I'm, I'm sure it drives my students nuts, but the first, like our first week together we spend like figuring out their story and Mm -hmm. it seems so bizarre. And because when people think of business, they think of sales and marketing and they don't think of, of themselves as being their business and their story being their business. And so I always have to tell them like, please just stick with me. I promise this is all going to make sense in a couple of weeks. But that is hands down the most challenging section of at least what I teach is is finding your story and getting ready to share that with people. It's really overwhelming and intimidating. It is. And honestly, I feel you do such a good job with that because that is so important and not enough coaches take the time to really get to know you on that deep of a level. And it really does affect every little part of whatever you're doing, whether you're starting a business or doing a course or whatever. So thank you for being that kind of coach because we need more of you. We need more of you. <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate you saying that. So you've, you've mentioned social media a few times, Anastasia. For those of you who aren't following Anastasia on TikTok, she has an incredible following, but not like the braggadocio following. Like you have 35, 38,000 followers on. Well, I did last weekend and now I've got 45. <laughs> so oh now we're rounding up to 45 this week. <laughs> yeah, so 45, no. followers, but they're not yeah. just like people who were like, oh yeah, she looks nice. These are legitimately loyal followers who just think the world of you. So I want you to talk about let's say like the two social media platforms that have outrageously changed your business and the direction that you are going in as an entrepreneur who wants to focus on passive income. Right. So number one, obviously my favorite is TikTok. That just (laughs) completely TikTok. I hate to say it because I sound, I don't even know what, how it makes me sound, but like it TikTok changed my life. Um, It really did. Well, see, I was so scared to get on TikTok because I was like, oh, I don't want to show my face. I don't do good on video. Turns out I love being on video. So that just is a non-factor anymore. But I was getting on there because I was in a coaching program. They're like, oh, you can, you know, help sell your Etsy templates on there. So that was my initial intent. And once I got on there and shared my templates and then shared how much I was making selling these, once again, there was such an outcry from women like, please, how are you doing this? Teach me. Oh my God. And, um, you know, I have such a passion for helping women, especially single moms or working moms, get out of toxic relationships and be financially free because I was in a super toxic relationship myself. So I know what that financial freedom can do. And I started sharing educational videos based on that. And my golly, like they are the best followers ever. They're so engaged and they're so positive. Because that was what I was really afraid of getting on TikTok, that there was going to be such a negative vibe. And it's been 100% opposite of that. So I initially got on there, like I said, to sell my templates. And it turned into me starting my coaching business because people really wanted the knowledge. And then aside from TikTok is Pinterest has been huge for me too, because they've incorporated idea pins and all of the video stuff. So I just share everything that I'm creating over on TikTok to the audience on Pinterest. And obviously that's a lot of women is a huge demographic Mm -hmm. over there. Moms, working moms, all of that kind of stuff. And so those two platforms have 
have been absolutely instrumental in how my business has done over the last year. Oh my gosh, I love it. And it's so funny that you say you were nervous to get on TikTok because I was doing some research on TikTok and the average user's age starts at 10 years oh. old. Like I think I had a nano when I was 10, not a freaking TikTok account. And so I was like, I have zero business on this platform. <laughs> and, and it shows like my videos get like 200 views and I'm like, cool, that's great. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely feel like it's an intimidating platform, but it's also just because it's such a younger demographic, but it's so yes. encouraging to hear you say that it's just been outrageously successful for you. Yeah, no, it's been, like I said, life changing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So, so Anastasia, we all have these limiting beliefs, like I don't belong on TikTok or Etsy is oversaturated. What were some of the, what were some limiting beliefs that you either had to overcome about yourself being a single mom, one, or two, moving into that saturated market? Like, how do you tell yourself there is space for me? And I, I always love the lunch table analogy. And what you bring to the lunch table without second guessing, what were some of those beliefs that you had to overcome? Oh, so that was really hard. I mean, obviously, because when you're getting on a platform like Etsy, you are, that's the first thing for everybody is you're so scared. Like, why am I wasting my time putting all of all this out there? And I had to sort of, which now I, it runs through every fiber of my life, almost just throw it out there and see what sticks. I mean, yeah. really what do you, you have to almost live by a, what do you have to lose Talk mindset? About that because so many entrepreneurs, myself included, we just like, we, we have to get it right the first time. And that's why I feel like I've been so emotionally like taxing on you probably for the last few weeks. Cause I'm like, I launched this brand new thing and a million people don't love it yet. Like I might as well just crawl into a hole and give up and go get a job doing something else. So oh. like, can you talk about that? How do you, how do you build that confidence? Yeah. So it's a really common thing. I mean, perfection paralysis is so real. I mean, I used to suffer from that too. And at some point you almost have to just sit back. And like I said, if you really have nothing to lose, if you're not like, especially with Etsy, you're not investing like thousands of dollars in this inventory that you're going to sell. I mean, with anything digital these days, just give it a shot. And I mean, you can be as anonymous as you want out there. Just put your stuff out to see what takes off. But it's hard to overcome. I don't have any specific advice because it's almost just practice and yeah. mindset. Um, you really have to work on your mindset because growing up, I had a lot of bad mindset issues from, you know, my mom, she gave me a lot of money wounds. So I always thought, you know, it has to be hard to make money. And all of that kind of stuff was just ringing in my head. And I'm like, well, I can't sell this template. That's too easy. And you almost overcomplicate things and try to over perfect things to distract yourself from just getting it out there. But I mean, I feel that because I've been in that boat, <laughs> for sure. So I will just do like, Anastasia is not paying me to do this. So Anastasia, my sister signed up for your course, which we're going to hear more about in a little bit. And my sister, I don't think in her entire life has ever said these words. And she goes, what do I have to lose? And I was like, who are you? You are not my 
sister. So it's just this energy that you evoke through through the people that you're working with. And she was like, literally, what do I have to lose? And I mean, honest to God, she's never said those words before in her whole life. And so just seeing the confidence that you have instilled in her, and that's not even in like, you've never met my sister. We've actually never met in real life. And so like like you you didn't get to hug her and, and hang out with her. This was just the energy that you were projecting through your course. And so and she texted me yesterday and said she got her first two sales on Etsy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so exciting. And so I appreciate what you're doing for my own family who is taking your course. <laughs> but you you mentioned something just a second ago about a mindset shift. And I know you are like the queen of manifesting. <laughs> I just would love if you would share your journey into manifesting, because like you said, like you came from a background that was not overly supportive of money issues or following an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey. It's way safer to do nine to five, especially the generation that our parents grew up in. I want to know if you will like candidly talk about your manifestation journey as much as you want to share, but that mindset and manifestation, it's just, oh. It's gold. And I want to hear more about your journey. Yeah, it's been wild. If you would have told me two years ago, you can manifest whatever you want, any income you want or what I would have been like, okay, you got to be on drugs or something. Like, (laughs) seriously, I'd be like, okay, well, that's all I need to know about you. It's so true. But I will say actually get rich, lucky bitch. Oh my God. my first. Right. Everyone should go out and we're get gonna on Audible. Yeah, we're going to yeah. put it in show notes. <laughs> that was really one of my first introductions to mindset and manifestation. And Denise just says it in such a fun way and such a relatable way that I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'll try this. And I took every, I'm so like, do not reinvent the wheel kind of person. I took every step that she said in that book. And I implemented it into my everyday life, like down to the note. And I just love I, it so much because I'm I so skeptical. Anytime somebody tells me to do something, I'm like, I'm going to do the opposite first. See if I can pave my own way. <laughs> do it my own way. And then I'll come back. Girl, I am so the op- I'm like, is there a proven <laughs> system? Okay, sign me up. I will word for word do what you say. Oh um, so I did that with everything that she recommended. And I started seeing changes. And I was like, what? the actual heck is going on. As I continued seeing changes, I kind of went down that rabbit hole of researching different things on manifestation. I also found another podcast that I really love listening to is Manifestation Babe. Um, and she like goes through everything. So if you guys are woo woo and you want to go down that rabbit hole, that's, that's a great Join one on manifestation. Join the woo woo club. We're over here partying. But yeah, so I just really started inundating my whole life with manifestation stuff, positive vibe stuff. I know you guys are probably like, what a hippie. Um, but <laughs> it really changes you. It really does. It does. When, you start, <laughs> when you start paying attention to what you are actively consuming on a daily basis, it changes not only how you feel, but what you are, I know this is getting woo-woo, what you are attracting. No, and I, I challenge you guys to really experiment with some of this stuff because you will be amazed. <laughs> 
I can't think of two more opposite people either to teach money than Dave Ramsey and Denise. Like, yes, so polar opposite. They both bring so much to the table, though, on what you can learn and like the tangible. And then, yeah, the go, go, go manifest, go journal about this and just yep. watch the money come in. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. So, what was your, would you say that Get Rich Lucky Bitch is one of your favorite books? Like, what has been a book that has just been earth shattering for you in the last two years? I have to say it would be that. I mean, I know like you mentioned it too. So it's like, Denise is not paying us to say this, but it, I buy everything of Denise's now, like all of her books and everything, because it's that inspiring. And I mean, like I said, I saw tangible, tangible changes from implementing what she said. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to see changes, sign me up. Whatever you say, I'm going to read that and listen to it. Oh my gosh. And I feel so honored because I got to see the most recent manifestations come to fruition. And it's been so freaking inspiring. What would you say to people who, we both experienced this, there's that quote of, you are the average sum of the five closest people to you. What would you say Mm -hmm. to somebody who the five closest people to them are negative? They are attracting more debt. They are bringing everybody down with them. They hate their soul sucking job, but they're just going to do it because it's what they've been told to do. Like it is hard to branch out as an entrepreneur and go your own way. What would you say to them Uh, other than get rich lucky bitch? I feel like maybe a professional on this question. (laughs) So I used to have really horrendous boundaries, horrendous. Mm -hmm. Like I was such a people pleaser, whatever. I never said the word no. No was not a full sentence in my mind. And now it's a full paragraph, full book, close it up. No is just, it's been amazing. (laughs) So the best advice I can give is, I saw this TikTok once where it says, if you are trying to make a decision or thinking about a relationship that you have and you think about it and that feeling goes down in your body, that's mm, that's a no, that's a no for me. But if you're thinking about it and it feels light, and it feels positive, that's a great thing to surround yourself with. And if you have poor boundaries like I did, honestly, I recommend therapy to everybody because it's changed my life. Therapy! Uh, Because, you know, especially if you grow up with those poor money mindsets and all of that other junk, you don't have the tools to fix it on your own. Right. So for me, talking to a third-party therapist and learning how to set those boundaries, and also my biggest phrase that I love using is, you need to relearn what is acceptable and appropriate. Ooh, because that hurts. Girl. It hurts so good. Yeah, because a lot of us grew up with narcissistic abuse is what I went through and all these other abuses. And we were trained to think that certain things were acceptable and appropriate and 100% they were not. So me as a 30-year-old now is relearning that and that filters into my business relationships and my personal relationships. And you know what? I know it's really hard, but it is okay to say no to people. And if you have people in your life that are bringing you down, I mean, that's, it's so true who you surround yourself really affects everything. And you are allowed to cut those people out of your life. If you need permission from someone, I will give that to you. You Permission from me to cut those people out of your life because my life 180, 180. I mean, When I started really paying attention to who I was surrounding myself with Mm -hmm. and cutting out the people that were toxic, even though I grew up thinking they weren't (laughs) and going no contact, I mean, your life just flips. It really does. 
Right. I just I just recorded a podcast about how to be a badass decision maker. And I and in it, I talk about how we've been so trained to think from the neck up of like, I'm just supposed to do this. I'm just and like, like you said, just sitting and feeling from the neck down what certain things actually feel like in your body. Oh, it's so uncomfortable, especially if it's not the answer you're looking for. You're going to do everything you can to avoid it or change your body's mind. But once that awareness is there, you can't unfeel it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always going to be in the back of your mind. And if you don't resolve it, if you don't have a third party sounding board, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just going to drive you insane. So what are some of the ways that you tangibly manifest, whether it's a relationship you want in or out of financial manifestation, guidance that you're looking for from the universe or whoever your higher power is? What are some of the tangible ways that you like to manifest? So really, I only really have one main thing that I do, and it's really basically centering yourself and feeling what it feels like. So for example, if you are in a bad relationship, which I just got out of one, you know, if you sit there and really feel what it would feel like to be in this relationship in five years, if that feels nasty and like not good, I mean, that's your answer. And then to manifest what you want, change that feeling and try and feel how you would feel if you were out of that relationship, if you had the job you wanted and really feel it like it was real. And that's the whole thing with manifesting is you have to already act as if you already have to be that girl. Mm -hmm. You can't just think one day you're going to wake up and be that girl. You have to actively put actions behind your manifestations, basically. So it's so cool because Denise talks about that as well in her, like when she's going through the stages of overcoming your money issues. Um, It's so fun because she, she's one of the biggest takeaways that I took from that book was if you want to be rich, act rich. And you know how you can act rich. You can leave a bigger tip whenever you go to the coffee shop. And I was like, Oh, I can't. That's easy. But like that hurts a little bit. And she was like, or you can donate your time to the homeless, you know, what, whatever it is. She was like, act rich and start small. Go get a manicure and take care of yourself. Do something special for yourself. And I was like, oh, this is so easy, but so hard at the same time. It really is because especially, I mean, if you're like me and you grew up with like that money mindset stuff, I don't want to spend the extra money on myself. But I mean, it's funny you mentioned nails because I know we've talked about this. Yeah, I felt like such a tomboy because I had never got my nails done uh, or never did it on a regular basis. And I've been trying to manifest a higher level of income and a higher level of being. And I'm like, you know what? That's going to be my one thing. I'm either going to go every week or every two weeks and make sure my nails are on point because that makes me feel rich. And it really does. That's one of mine too. I love having my nails done. I'm giving them a little break through the winter because I'm in Colorado and it's just dry here. But I totally agree. Having my nails done makes me feel so fancy. It's yes, amazing. Okay, so I want to hear Anastasia, I I love asking this question, what has been and I know you're probably in the same mindset that I'm in about failure is that it's not a failure, it's just pointing you in a different direction. What has been one of your favorite failures as an entrepreneur coming out into this like uncharted territory? That's such a good question. I will say, I mentioned this briefly before, but I've started several Etsy shops in the past. Mm -hmm. And it was all trying different things. And it was total flop, total flop. 
And I think that was one of my biggest learning things that I've gone through as an entrepreneur because it was very defeating. <laughs> it yeah. was so defeating to, I mean, put, putting yourself out there in any capacity, but actually trying to sell something and then literally crickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. Like if you put a video out there on TikTok and then it's literally crickets, it's so defeating and you just don't even know where to go from there. But at the same point, if I had let that keep me down, I would have had none of, none of this that I have now. And just being able to work through that, even on a small scale of, okay, you know, a, a failed Etsy shop is not the worst thing in the world. But for someone who's a single mom trying to make extra income, I mean, that's a big deal when anything you invest your time in. So that was probably one of my favorite failures, because even though I failed doing that, it's just that keep trying thing. And once it hits, it really does. And you're, you will be so thankful that you did not give up on the first try, because I'm going to tell you, even me, you guys might get on my TikTok and be like, oh my gosh, she's making all this money on, you know, website templates. And it's so great. That's not my first try. Boo, that is not my first try. I love so that. Always, always try again. It's, it's never a final fail. It's never a final fail. I want to hear, I just think that this is a personal belief and not everybody believes this, but I, I feel like success is oftentimes anchored by a morning routine and it it doesn't mean you have to get up. It's, you know, four o'clock in the morning, you can get up at noon and still have a morning routine. Do you have a morning like ritual morning routine that you're, that you just do to set yourself up for success that day, or at least being open to failure or whatever is happening that day? Yes. So I've definitely implemented more of a morning routine when I can, when my toddler's not just making havoc by 5am. But I really love, first of all, opening the shades in your house. That has been huge for me. Sometimes on days when I leave the shades down until like 1pm, you feel it. Get sunshine in your space. That's number one for me always, even to the point where my son is like, I'm going to go let the sunshine in every morning because he knows that's what we do. And then also, I love, love, love listening to affirmations on YouTube. So I will just, you know, while I'm making breakfast or we're starting our day and playing, I will just have that playing on the TV, just affirmations in the background. And it has really been life changing for my morning routine. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's beautiful, Anastasia. I do want to have you share more about what you're offering for moms, for teachers, for anybody looking to make passive income. But before we jump into that, you, you've touched on how you love web design. You have gorgeous websites. What would you say to an entrepreneur who I mean, everybody needs a website now. It's not optional or like nice to have. It's an absolute necessity in the world that we live in. So what would you tell an entrepreneur who either has a website or is working on building one right now, which is like a soul-sucking, never-ending project? What would you say are your three top tips for creating a converting site. And a converting site is, for those of you who don't know, a site that sells or a site that generates contact forms. What would be your top three tips to somebody? So number one, maybe this is the minimalist in me coming out, but declutter that site, babe. Declutter your site. If you have a ton of stuff on your site, that's going to just just the psychology behind web design that is going to instantly put people into like an anxiety mode when they come to your site and people are going to bounce. Your bounce rates will be insane. 
So always declutter. Less is definitely more when it comes to web design. And I do that on my website templates. Yeah, they've got like trendy, cute boho stuff or whatever's on there, but it's very strategic. It's not just on there to be on there. Your templates um, are gorgeous. And I know the gals in my course are like getting them and obsessed with them. And I'm like, they're, they're beautiful. They're so streamlined. They're so feminine. They're, I just love them. Thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing that. It's nice to hear like from people that actually have used them. And then number two would be clear calls to action. So in my templates, I am a big believer and some people might say this is outdated, but anything above the fold. And if you don't know what the fold is, it's however big that window is on your computer, what you can see as soon as you click on the website. So anything above the fold, I always say you have to have a very clear call to action. You want people to know who you are, what you do, and what you want them to do in order to convert, whether that is book a discovery call, or if you have a pop-up for a contact form that comes up or a newsletter, you want to be very, very clear on what you want people to do, especially for service-based people like photographers. You definitely want a book now or a contact or inquire. And a lot of people forget about that. That's almost like an afterthought past the design, but it's so, so important. I think they forget. And I think people feel really nervous, like telling people what to do because it, it it feels salesy, even though it's not, but you, you're telling somebody what you need them to do next. And that's right. And I feel really daunting. It can. And I think a big thing with that is, I hate to say it again, but mindset shift. You can feel like it's a slimy sales tactic, or you can feel like, no, this is just an invitation. Mm -hmm. I'm just inviting them to do an action they're already here to do. You got to switch your mindset literally about every part of your business. It's not slimy. It's not salesy. It's literally just an invitation. You're not, you know, holding them down saying you got to click on book a discovery call. So. Once you switch that mindset, you're like, oh, no, I'm just invited. It's like inviting a friend to book a link and, you know, talk to me for a little bit. So, yeah, I love call to, very clear call to actions above the fold. Um, and then the last thing is show your face. So I am a big believer and like I've said before, in getting yourself out there and letting people know who you are, the face behind the brand. So if it's not the first thing that they see, it better be one of the second things they see if they yep. scroll a little bit. So make sure you are on your homepage because oftentimes, once again, I feel like when we're designing our own websites for service-based stuff, we put ourselves way, way down at the bottom because we're trying to showcase our stuff. But I mean, they're not hiring our stuff. They're hiring us for service things or courses, whatever it may be. So they really want to know who are they talking to? Who are they listening to? Who are they buying from? That, w- that was so perfectly said, Anastasia. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles as an entrepreneur is realizing that people want you. Your product's secondary to, or, or your service is secondary to who you are. And it's been such a cool shift to see in business and marketing in the last, I'd say, decade probably going from selling a product and selling a service to selling you and your story and connecting with your people. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I want to to have you share with us what your course looks like right, right now. Like where can people learn from you, people who are interested in passive income, website, like where where would you tell them to go and what is it that you're trying to share with the world? Yeah, so I am currently teaching people how to launch, well, specifically women and moms, because that's where my heart is. Mm -hmm. So I'm teaching women and moms how to launch a passive income generating Etsy shop in one 
weekend. So my big thing, aside from helping moms, helping women, is also saving time. So that's why I create these courses that are literally zero fluff. And I'm teaching you guys how to do your digital templates, how to get it up on Etsy, how to do it strategically. Because my big thing is, especially as a mom, I ain't got no time to be spending on stuff that's not going to work or that doesn't have any strategy behind it. Because I've been there, done that. I've thrown the spaghetti against the wall and seen what's (laughs) sick. But at some point, you want to learn from someone who's been there, done that, and has a system. And that's what I've tried to create in this course. So yeah, it's called the Passive Potential Etsy course. And you guys can either find a link for it on my uh, TikTok, which is where I share all of my newest educational videos, my little short videos on there. Or I'm sure, Taylor, you'll probably have the uh, webinar link in the show notes, which is going to walk you guys through some of the stuff that I've talked about earlier about the big fears that people have, the big mistakes that people are having Mm -hmm. before they start their Etsy shop or even just after starting that they're not getting sales and walking you guys through all of that really hard question info about Etsy. That is awesome. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. We'll definitely have all that in the show notes. Anastasia, I love ending our time together with this question because it just makes everything so much more human. When was the last time that you did not feel like enough? Oh, see, this is going to be my solid answer probably every time. But as a mom, can we all just say a big amen to relating to this? Just being a mom in general, the mom guilt, I feel like is so all consuming sometimes, especially as an entrepreneur and a business owner. I mean, you feel like, okay, yes, I'm home with my kids. But if I pull out my computer for five minutes, the world is ending. You know what I mean? So I always struggle with this. And especially, you know, being a business owner that's so active on social media, even not being a business owner, you're inundated so much with the perfect mom syndrome on social media. And then actually being active on social media, it's like, oh my gosh, should I be cooking these organic things for my kids and making cutouts of, I I don't know. It's just, there's so many things that you feel pressured to do all the time. So that's my biggest thing where I don't feel enough. It's just that constant pressure as a mom. So This year, 2022, I'm definitely trying to give myself more grace and realize, you know what? My kid is happy. My kid is smart. My kid is thriving. And my kid is also polite. And I'm like, what really more could I ask That mom guilt is no joke. Oh my God, it's suffocating. It really is. It really is. Oh my gosh. Anastasia, thank you so, so much for being here with us today. I know people are absolutely going to love this episode and learning from you. And again, we have all the ways to contact Anastasia in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and spending time with us. We will see you next time. Thank you so much, Taylor. Taylor.